Hello and thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of Ritter, Louisiana, recorded at our Ash Wednesday service on Wednesday, March 6, 2019. From Matthew's Gospel, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go in your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal." For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I chose to uh, sit here tonight because I wanted to uh, give you a visual about looking at things differently. Now understand, not everything's different. The first five rows are still empty, so it's not totally, totally different. But something about sitting here. And I don't know if you've noticed, but it's been kind of windy lately. Have you noticed that? Been a little cold. Well, I had a big plan, and this morning I executed it. And I think the fact that it didn't go like I wanted to meant y'all weren't going to execute me. For you see, I took a number 10 can and I drilled holes in it, and I set it on the front porch of the sanctuary, and I lit last year's palm branches on fire. And what I wanted to do was have the smell just loiter out there so that you would walk through the stink as you came in tonight. And I wanted you to walk, and I wanted just enough to get in the building to where you would complain about it. Because Lent is stinky. Lent is dirty. More than once I've had someone come to me around this time and say, so how are you going to do the ashes? I said, what do you mean? They said, I don't want to get dirty. I'm like, that's the whole point is to get dirty. You could almost say it's sponsored by big dry cleaning, okay? Because you should get dirty during Lent. You should get dirty on Ash Wednesday. It should not be comfortable. We stink at Ash Wednesday. 
Because we don't, we forget. We forget that Jesus came not to pat us on the head and tell us good job. <clears throat> but we forget that the Christian life is one where we have to be cognizant of our filth. We have to be aware of our need for divine grace and mercy. For over 1,700 years, Christians celebrated Easter before the great words of Christ the Lord is risen today were put into the church lexicon. We celebrate Easter because we know the filth and the disgust of our sinful nature, nature has been set aside. And we rise in glory with our Lord. We stink at Lent because we forget, I believe, one of three things that are crucial to the life of the faithful. We'll forget either that it's not about us, we'll forget it's not about others, or most importantly, we forget how much God loves us. We forget how much God loves us and that totally skews our way of looking at everything. Because God loves us so much that God came to cleanse us and to purify us from the stain of our own sin and wickedness. We avoid Lent, we avoid Ash Wednesday because we don't want the nasty. We want the new. But yet our Jesus, our Lord, says, Behold, I make all things new. I've also heard people say that Lent's not their favorite season, and I go, Good! It's not mine either. But it's the most necessary season. But dear friends, remember, Lent is not about punishment. Lent is about healing. As such, Lent is not about us. Lent is not about everyone else. But we observe Lent with an audience of one. The triune God, Father, Son, and Spirit. Lent is a season of sacrifice. And I have news for you. Giving up chocolate, I'm going to ask you why. Whatever it is we give up for Lent, are we really doing it out of sacrifice or are we doing it out of obligation? Actually, scratch that. Are we doing it as a way to set aside that which we love in order to draw closer to God? Or do we do it so that we can tell people, look what I've given up. In this passage from Matthew, that we've read, Jesus is in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. And the first thing we see in this passage is that the Lenten season of sacrifice 
and our observance of the season of sacrifice is about God's sovereignty. For you see, and whenever you pray, then he goes on, he says, Truly I tell you, they have received your reward, their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father in secret, and your Father who sees a secret will reward you. Our actions, dear brothers and sisters, point us to who is in charge of our lives. And I think that if we, cha- if we really embraced that hardest of challenges, the challenge of self-awareness, then we would realize just how much we need the season of Lent. Because Lent points us to God. And it allows us, as Jesus is talking about here in the Sermon on the Mount, it allows us to step away, if you will. To step away and spend time with God our Father. But we go on, and he re- we see in verse 16, he says, Whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites. For they disfigure their faces show as, so as to show others they are fasting. Second thing we remember is that the Lenten sacrifice demands brutal honesty. Jesus uses the H word, and I'm not talking about hell. I'm talking about hypocrites. But the only way for the body to heal properly is for a complete, honest, and accurate diagnosis. And Lent gives us a chance to do an honest and complete and thorough diagnosis of the state of our soul. My friends, take advantage of the gift. Take advantage of the gift to be brutally honest Which brings me to our third point. Sacrifice involves a spirit of joy. Now, how can you say there is a spirit of joy? Who wants to deal with this ugliness? Who wants to deal with ashes? Knowing we may get our shirts wet or dirty. Knowing it may stink. But you notice what he says. Do not. And he says, do not for a reason. Do not look dismal. And when you fast, do not look dismal. But with joy. And the reason why we are called to not be dismal is what is more joyful than getting clean What is more joyful than knowing that through the grace of Jesus Christ, we don't have to carry around our sinful nature anymore. We don't have to carry around the weight of our unworthiness. We don't have to carry around the burdens that we have allowed to destroy our souls. 
if we look at Lent through a spirit of joy, we will remember that God's work here is not dismal, but it is joyful. It's the reason why Lent is a season of 40 days, not including Sundays. Because Sundays are many Easter's. Every Sunday is a mini Easter where we celebrate again the resurrection. And the Lenten season gives us a taste of what is to come. It is a way, if you will, of coming up for air as we anticipate the joy of Easter. But finally, and here comes the most difficult part for all of us. If we're truly honest, he says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Lenten season of sacrifice exposes our true heart. We only cling to that which is most important. We cling only to that which is most important. Not what we say is the most important, but what is the most important. And make no mistake about it, if we place anything in our lives above God, we have chosen to store up our treasures on earth because the life of faith is about full devotion to God. This year is part of, our, part of my own Lenten observance. I've go, I'm going back and looking at all the stuff that I've written over the last 13 to 15 years since I started emailing regularly to my congregations. And Aaron will tell you this has not been an easy exercise. Because sometimes you look back and you go, wow, I would have written that differently. Sometimes, though, I go back and I look and I remember things that I've forgotten. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And what it does is it centers me again. And I want to ask you, what is it that you need to be free of? For see, Lent, Lent allows us to accept and to embrace the reality that we must deal with what was and we must deal with what is if we are to embrace what is to come. And thank you for listening to this sermon podcast. You may find out more about our ministries at fumcderitter.org.